You're listening to the Kids Ministry 101 podcast. This is the place where you'll hear kids ministry experts dive deep into practical and inspirational topics to help make you the best kids ministry leader or volunteer you can be. On today's episode, Bill Emiot and Chuck Peters will unpack what it means to create and implement goals for your kids ministry. And here's Bill Emiot. Well, today the table has been turned. (laughs) And what most of our listeners are accustomed to is hearing Chuck Peters do the um, interviewing. Today, I get the privilege of interviewing Chuck. Hooray. Welcome to the (laughs) podcast, Chuck. Oh, it's so great to be here. I just, I've never done this before. No, you (laughs) haven't. Um, Perhaps we should have even changed seats. The sh- we're in the, the same in seats the as always, but the seats. roles have been reversed. Yep. It's a fun day. Yes, it is. We have, in previous podcasts, we have talked with Jana Magruder about philosophy. We have talked to Landry Holmes about vision and mission statements. And today we want to continue in that vein by talking with you about goals. I personally believe that philosophy drives vision, vision drives mission, and the mission and mission statements drive our goals. Unfortunately, too many of my friends out there, children's ministry leaders, start with goals or start with programming, and they don't um, know why. (laughs) And a lot of times, I often say, uh, if you don't know what you stand for, you'll fall for anything. And so goals have got to be a part of this whole thing it, it, it really is the, uh, the driving force, the avenue, the, the rubber, the road, the wheel, whatever you want to say. It is part of it. But um, we need to start with philosophy. We need to go have a vision. We need to have a mission statement. But tell me, really, why do we need goals? Well, I, I like the, the fact that you used a travel analogy. Mm-hmm. You talked about the rubber meeting the road, really because we need to know where we're going. Right? When we get in the car to take a road trip, go back to being a child. Right? Right. You're in the back seat. Mom or dad is driving, and what are you asking? Are we there yet? Yeah. Are we almost there? When are we going to get there? How much yeah. longer? How much longer? Right. So we uh, we are accustomed to to that as being kids, right? The kid in the back seat has no control over how fast you go, over where you turn, over where you're heading. Maybe they'll pick out some landmarks along the way that you might point out. Oh, we're going to pass, you know, this ice cream shop. Maybe we can stop. But for the most part, the kid has no idea where they're going, they have no idea how long it's going to take, and they have no power to affect or influence that. That's the analogy for what it can be like for you as the kids' ministry leader to be at the wheel of your ministry, and you have a whole group of volunteers and team members and parents who are along for the ride with you, and if you don't know where you're going, they're going to get frustrated. Right. Right? And so we have to be able to uh, set our GPS what is the purpose of our ministry? We need to determine our destination. Where are we going? And then we can lay out some milestones to help us know if we're making progress towards those goals. That's great. Um, again, if you don't know where you're going, you won't know if you ever get there. So it's important to know where you're going. Well, Chuck, could you share with us some tips for setting goals? Sure. Well, I, I think the first part there is, you know, as you, as you do, uh, you need to figure out where you want to go and you need to be able to articulate it clearly. So there are a lot of uh, ministry leaders out there who may have a sense of their vision. They, they know innately what they're doing. But if we don't articulate that vision, it's the same as not having one. Right. So the point of having the vision is to cast the vision. And so we need to not only be visionaries, 
we need to be vision casters. All right, cast. And so that's part cast of the, the vision. So first, you got to understand what the vision is, and then you need to cast it. And begin with that in mind, and then what? What's next? Yeah, and that's that's one of the seven habits of highly effective people, going mm-hmm. all the way back to that old book, right? Is begin with the end in mind, right? And uh, what what he said in that book, and I can't remember his name. Do you remember Stephen? Covey. Thank you, Stephen Covey. He wrote that book years ago, and and what he said is we need to think about the end of our life first. Think about your funeral, envision what that's going to be like, and then live in such a way that causes the people who show up to feel the way they do and to say the things that they do. Well, so we need to begin with the end in mind for the kids who are in our ministry, not their funerals. That's going too far. <laughs> but there is a time when they will exit your ministry. Right. Now, we don't know. Kids could leave at any time. Families move. They change churches, and you may not have them for very long. But we know that once they reach sixth grade— they're going to move on to junior high. They're going to move on to the high school program, the student program. And so we do have an out there. And so if we uh, think about those kids at the time they move on, they graduate from our ministry, we need to think about what we want them to be like. What do we want them to understand about the Lord, about mm-hmm. their faith, about their relationship with him? How do we want them to uh, understand who he's made them to be and what their place right. in the world is? And so we need to begin by thinking, how do we want them to look what do we want them to know at the time that they leave? Right. Landry was sharing with us uh, in his podcast about the levels of biblical learning and Bible skills for kids and how that is helpful in helping us know some uh, some points, some places, some goals that we can give um, as they leave different age levels and go into the next understanding that everybody's building, growing that foundation, building yeah. on the next person up. So that's great. And there's certainly a cognitive part of that, right? There's there's knowledge that we want them to have. Right. That, that's the head level. But more importantly is the heart level. Exactly. Right? And so we need to make that 18-inch journey mm-hmm. from the head to the heart so that kids, because, you know, we, a lot of times in children's ministry, and we talk about this a lot from the different platforms that we have, is we need to not be about behavior modification. Right. Right. So that's where we want kids to behave properly. Be, be good, sit still, don't interrupt, whatever. We have these behaviors that we want kids to exhibit. Be kind. Those are not bad things to desire. But if we lead with those things, and we can train the behavior but not change the, the motivation right. from the heart. But if we lead with the gospel, if we lead with relationship with Christ and a transformed heart, then the behavior will follow. And so part of our goal should be how do we want those kids to look at the time that they're going to leave, and then we will build a program that generates that result. Let's take a quick break from our conversation. It may only be spring now, but summer is quickly approaching. We wanted to let you know of a special offer for LifeWay's In the Wild BBS, only available on LifeWay.com. LifeWay Kids is offering free shipping on LifeWay BBS orders of $50 or more when you purchase online. Zoom in, focus on Jesus, and easily order all your BBS needs 24-7 on LifeWay.com. Now, back to our conversation with Bill and Chuck. All right, so in in generating that that program and, and creating, we're, we're building our goals. What do we, how, what's a good way, I mean, how do we do that? What do these goals look like? I mean, how, how do we see them? Some practical steps. Yes. Things. Yeah. Okay. So I've got a I'm few meeting. tips for you. So the first one is once you come up with it, right, think it up. The next one is write it down, write it down and talk it up. Oh. So when you come up with your vision, when you come up with your goal, your end in mind goal, mm-hmm. 
write that down in a phrase that is easy to understand. So it should be something that's simple. You don't want to write a, a book. Right. You want to write a phrase that'll fit in a t-shirt or something that'll play in a poster that's catchy, that lets you say, we are about reaching kids for Christ and transforming hearts through, you know, so simple things and come up with those kind of words that people can latch on to. So think it up, write it down, and then talk it up. So once you commit them to paper or pixels, if you write them in your computer, <laughs> put them down somewhere. When you put it down, now it's a stated goal. Now you can share the goal. Now you can point to the goal, right? So, but once you write it down, it becomes something that you are held accountable to, either for yourself, but also within your ministry. And so the first thing to do is come up with the phrasing, make it simple, make it understandable, write it down. Write it down. And, you know, writing it down kind of makes it real. It's not just something I've thought out. It's, it's something now I can share. It's typed out. It's written down. It's shareable at that point. Yeah. And once you have it shareable, you need to share it, right? So shareable is one mm -hmm. thing. And then go ahead and share it. And that's really what we're talking about here is, right, how do we go to that next step once we have it? How do we get it out to people? So another good tip is yeah, we're going to set that long-term goal. Right. We're going to set that big picture end of ministry when these kids leave sixth grade goal. But we also need to have mile markers along the way. Mm -hmm. We need the landmarks that we're going to pass. And so setting the big goal is fine. We need that, but we also need to identify some mid-time like goals along the way. It's kind of like when I take my kids to the beach. Yeah. When we pass that big rocket ship in Alabama, you, that's a goal. And they go, oh, yeah. And they yeah. anticipate that. And, and right, exactly. And you know that that's, that's on the path. That's right. along the way. And when you see that, we're heading the right direction. So we need to identify those rocket ships for mm -hmm. our kids' ministry. Right, it's not a literal rocket ship, no, but we need but to have those things I along the way. What you're saying. That when they're in, you know, we're talking about when they're in sixth grade, but before we get there, they're going to be in fifth and right. fourth and third mm -hmm. and second and first in so kindergarten. Breaking and down this larger goal into smaller, more attainable goals, that may even get to um, if you have a, a, 12, a sixth grade goal, this is what I want this kid to look like when they leave sixth grade. Then I have another one for fourth grade, and this is kind of a mile marker, and another one for second grade, yep. first grade. And then it may even get to the point where you're looking at quarterly yeah, goals yeah. or even monthly goals or I don't know, weekly goals. I can do a weekly goal, but maybe I can't do that 10-year goal. But I can do a weekly goal that turns uh, well, into a monthly you. goal that turns into – it's kind of like weight loss. Yes. When I think about I need to lose 50 pounds, it makes me want to just overwhelming. quit and go yes. eat a pizza. Now, maybe you do need to lose 50 pounds. And you maybe know, I do. Not that you do. <laughs> but maybe a person, a hypothetical person who's not But I can lose a pound. Yes. But I can't, you know, so it's it's attainable goals. So, and it needs to be, you know, as Landry Holmes talked about the levels of biblical learning, mm -hmm. I hope, uh, uh, generally we use the words concept on concept, precept right. on precept. You mm -hmm. start small and you grow as you go. And it's the same way with setting our goals. We need to have the big goal. Maybe the 50 pound weight loss is the goal, but it doesn't start with 50. It starts right. with one. Exactly. Right. And we need to move one at a time, five at a time in order to get there. And this morning so, it started with, am I going to eat a donut or am I going to have a, a banana? It can be, now listen, it can be hard, right? Because yeah. we know how to get there. Everybody knows to lose weight. I need to either eat less, eat better, move more. Right. 
But it's easy to say that. It makes it really simple. I'm saying we need to have a mission and write it down. That's a simple thing that mm-hmm. we can put on a T-shirt. Eat less, eat better, move more. Mm-hmm. It's hard to do that. So just because you can simplify the statement doesn't mean you simplify the action of doing it. Now, I want to challenge something that you said, though. Uh-oh. So you said that 10-year goal. Okay, so I'd like to challenge you to have a nine-year plan for your teaching ministry. Now, you can start when they're little babies in Certainly. arms. But we, we, let's think about this as going through a three-year scope and sequence of a curriculum three times with a child before they leave your program. So most curriculum is built on a three-year plan. Right. So have that nine-year long-term plan or longer, right, from mm-hmm. the time they're born until the time they leave sixth grade. You've got them all that time. But let's, let's think about going through three three-year scope and sequences with your kids all the way through. That gives you something that you can drive towards those intermediate goals. Now, having that three-year goal can be hard to go through the scope and sequence one time. We have a lot of kids ministers who are, who are wired to want to change things up quickly. Right. They get bored. They think the kids are bored. And I, I challenge that idea because I think that kids are willing to listen to whatever we put out there if we do it in a fun way. Right. Right. And so. And shame on us if we present the gospel boring in a boring way. If we right. present the Bible boring, shame on us. In, in reality, they actually retain better and learn more if we repeat things. Right. Repetition is an mm-hmm. excellent teaching tool. We should also use music. We should use media. There's different ways to, to drive that teaching home into a child. But repetition is an important part of it. Consistency is important. And so if we are random all over the board and the child never knows what to expect, if our teaching doesn't follow a wise plan that's structured and organized, it's not going to hold together and be effective towards our end goal of creating that child who is in a spiritually healthy place by the time they leave sixth grade. And so we need to be systematic. Nine-year plan, three-year plan, stick with your scope and Mm -hmm. sequence. One-year plan, what are we doing this year? Whether we're teaching second graders or fifth graders, we could have a plan for 2019, a plan for 2020, and we can kind of have something as a church that we can elevate as our goal this year. We can see we're going to study from here to here based on our study plan, and we can elevate that plan for the year. Then we can look at quarters. You mentioned quarters. Mm -hmm. Uh, Go into quarters, look at the quarter, look at the month, look at the week, look at the hour. So we have a different purpose for our first hour Sunday school, for our children's church, for our midweek, for our Sunday night. There's a different purpose for each of those times. And even within those times, we'll double click on that and say each segment within each hour can have a special meaning. So even within a regular Sunday school hour, there may be a Bible teaching time. There should be. There may be some song time. There may be some craft. There may be some play. And so all those things are important components, and you need to have a purpose for each one. So they're all mile markers along the way. Right, right. That's good. Um, I think the hardest part for me is what I know is your fourth point. Yeah. And that's sticking Stick with, with it. Stick with it. Oh, man. Making the plan is one thing. And a lot of my Executing friends are, is another. are jumping from one thing to the next thing and, and changing, I think I often say, changing for the sake of change. And they're not making it to the end. I think if you do all your homework on the front end and you do a really good job of developing your goals yeah. based on your vision, based on your philosophy, then you're going to want to get it to the end. And I, I'm I'm challenged by that myself, not getting bored with it and, and sticking with the plan. Well, and so part of that is knowing the purpose of the plan, right? If we just have a plan for no purpose, if I'm just trying to lose weight with no goal, <laughs> that's really discouraging, right? It's frustrating. I want to eat the candy. I want to eat the cheeseburger. 
I want to eat the pizza. But mm. when we know the, there's a goal we're driving towards, it makes doing some of those hard things worthwhile because we can see there's a payoff. And so sticking with it is an important part of this because we can also, we need to understand, not let our feelings drive our actions, right? Because if what I feel makes it real, what I like makes it right, we're going <laughs> to change all the time. Where we need to know we have a wise plan. And that means that what we're doing is not willy-nilly. It's not from the hip. This is a strategy that we are executing. When we see the strategy brings us past the rocket ship towards the 50-pound weight loss, it's easier to stick with it. Right. Okay, so I'm convinced. I'm convinced that that goals are important. I'm convinced that vision is important. I'm convinced that philosophy is important. But if I've not shared that with anyone, then it was of little value. It was a uh, it was just an exercise that didn't really take us anywhere. I'm excited about our next episode with you, Chuck, because I know we're going to talk about how do we communicate these important things. Thank you for your time and your expertise. You are an incredible resource for kids ministry leaders, and we are lucky to have you here. Man, I'm so thankful to be a guest on the podcast. All right. (laughs) Thanks for listening to this week's episode. You can find more podcasts, blog posts, and other resources at kidsministry101.com. We'll see you back here next week on the Kids Ministry 101 podcast.